everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel, and every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're always so glad that you join us. Dr. Linda, I mentioned this uh, a couple of shows ago, I think, but uh, we have our youngest in the house, and, and he said... I'm glad you don't have him outside. Right, yeah, we keep him in the house. <laughs> but he said, It's nice of you to keep him in the house. <laughs> he said, uh, are you going to see Dr. Linda and that other guy? That other guy. <laughs> well, that other guy is here today with that's, us, too. That's right. We need yeah. to teach him what his name is. It's Dr. Norm, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> it's real simple, Matthew. Right. It's Just not listen hard. to the program. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, I don't think he would be one of our listeners. No, I, probably not. How old yeah. is he? Four. Four, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably not. Well, let me ask you something. We're both married. Uh, do you think you could be a better spouse? No. I, I'm, I, this is as good as it gets right you here. Are, you are perfect. <laughs> right. Well, we all can probably use a little bit of work on our intimate relationships, especially our couple relationships. Mm, right. So on today's show, we're going to give tips on how to be a better partner. You will learn, Chris, good. whether you want to or not. Chances are I could use some help. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is something we might think about once a year on Valentine's Day. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for Valentine's Day, but right. we really need to be caring and thinking about how we can improve our intimate relationships. We need to be doing this all year long. Well, you know me. I'm ready to learn about this because this program is always a teaching moment. I'm always I'm always <laughs> focusing on what you're not doing right. I know. I, I know. It's really wrong of me. It's like you're my patient on this show. <laughs> all in good fun. Yes. I'll take all the help I can get. Uh, but let's get right into it. Tip number one has something to do with building a love map. What is that? Now, I do enjoy maps. Even before GPSs, I would get maps out and, and I get this from my grandfather. We liked maps. So, Are you good at love maps? That's what I, I need to find out. You, need to, <laughs> you might be. Creating a love map with your partner just means that you have a mental picture, which is mm-hmm. the map part of that, right? Okay. Of what their preferences are, their experiences are what their passions are, so maybe something like their favorite color, their favorite book, what makes them smile or laugh. It's really a little bit like playing the match game. Do you mm. know? I think they still have that game. Isn't that still on TV, Not the match sure. game? Could I think be. it is. Mm-hmm. I think it is. But you have to match somebody else's answers. So you have to be in sync with them. You're creating a map of who that person is. And so if I were to ask you a lot of questions about Sharon, mm-hmm. if you're mapping with her, in the area of love, you would know a lot of those answers. Okay. Let's put you on the spot. You and Dr. Norm have been married for... A long time. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know... And Dr. Norm's here. He's in the, in the other room. Yeah. Do you know his favorite movie? Go. Go. Okay. I would say he probably has the top three. Okay. So I don't know which one of these is the most. I would say Gladiator. Mm-hmm. I would say Braveheart. I might put the Godfather series on top. I'm not sure. Right. And then if I had another choice, because every time I, I walk in and I'm watching TV, he's watching one of those Bourne movies. Oh, they air Bourne. like all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, Dr. Norm, is she correct? She doesn't have it in the right order. Oh, Braveheart no. would be number one. Braveheart right? would be number oh, one? Yeah. Oh, Over yeah. Over Gladiator? Oh, yeah. Gladiator mm-hmm. 2. Oh, okay. Okay. I like uh, Godfathers are good. Bourne is good. Matrix, the first mm-hmm. one only. Oh, Right. Would that be in your top? Uh, top five. Well, okay. let's expand it to the top five. Okay. okay. I was close. Now, now, Dr. Norm has this hubris about him right now. Do you know Dr. Linda's favorite movies? Go. Ah. Yeah. The first one is that Heathcliff movie. Heathcliff! <laughs> Whatever that was. It's called Weathering Heights. Weathering Heights. <laughs> right, there yeah. you go. And then all the other chick movies. 
Got no, it. no, yeah, no, that, no, no. Works, Come on, yeah. you can't get away with it like that. <laughs> What's the other one that I basically quote when I watch well, that's it? That's easy. It's Shakespeare in Love. Because it's based mm. on the movie... It's Ro- based on... Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's based yeah. On, on that thing. So yeah. my very favorite movie... She's a Shakespeare person. I right. am. And that was my very favorite movie forever was Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of did a takeoff on that. So I think he did okay yeah, I with think that, right? Yeah, that wasn't too bad. No. My map's a little fuzzy. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah. saying? Your map's a little fuzzy. Maybe he needs to download an update. There you for, go. For, for his I map. need the map app. <laughs> right. Well, if you don't have a very good love map... How do you create one? So doing what we're just doing, right? Asking mm-hmm. questions for your partner. You could ask them, what are your likes, dislikes? What are your passions? If you spend just a few moments every night mm-hmm. or maybe you know a couple of times a week and you just start to ask questions about their life, you could start to find out things that you probably don't know. I mean, it would be really good to find out like what's on their bucket list. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the thing that really makes them laugh and really makes them smile? When you better discover that other person and that's what we're talking about mapping them mapping with them Mm -hmm. it really does help to build a healthy foundation and relationship and it does make you a better spouse so i guess if you uh, create this love map you don't want to uh, use the love map and end up in the middle of nowhere oh Mm. oh Mm. very good very good you won't because you have a map (laughs) that's right what is tip number two (laughs) okay so share fondness and affection so you have to think about Mm -hmm. how often do you do that and how do you do that So this is more than just talking and asking questions. This is really showing your affection. So there's a little quiz here that we found from the Gottman Institute. And Mm -hmm. this is one of the the things that Dr. Gottman talks about in his research that is so important in couples' relationships. Let's see how we're doing in this. Okay. All right. So here's the first question you ask to see if you really do share fondness and affection. I can easily list the three things I admire most about my partner. Mm -hmm. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. Now? Yeah. <laughs> do, it. do it. Yeah, it's a quiz. Can okay. you do it? I admire her. She's very articulate. Okay. She's fun to talk to. Uh, she looks wonderful. Okay. And uh, what else do I admire about Well, those her? three. It was just three. So you got, you got those right away. I thought that was just two. That was three. Well, you combined one and two, Chris. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, that was good, but you didn't even hesitate when I asked you that. So that was really good. <laughs> good. Here's yeah. the second one. When we're apart, I often think fondly of my partner. Mm, yes. So there's the fondness right. part that we want to think about. I often find ways to tell my partner, I love you. Okay. So that's a good mm. one. Mm-hmm. That's sharing affection. Right. I often touch or kiss my partner affectionately. Right. So this one is really important, and this is not one we talk about very much. Mm-hmm. Because when you touch somebody, it stimulates this hormone, oxytocin, that is known as the cuddle hormone. Or mm. you might have heard it as the bonding hormone. I thought it was something you purchased at the drugstore. Yeah, it's like oxycodone. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you don't purchase that without a prescription. <laughs> but this hormone has everything to do with bonding and creating a stronger connection with your partner. Mm-hmm. So when you touch your partner, you're stimulating that oxytocin, and it's creating this feeling of bonding. So holding hands, softly kissing a cheek, rubbing your partner's back. Mm-hmm. Norm does that every night, we, the way we sit and we watch TV. Mm-hmm. He, he rubs my back. It's the, it's the best thing ever. When that happens, you receive a little bit of a boost in the oxytocin. Mm-hmm. And then of all the touching, of course, when you're in a, a committed marriage, the mm-hmm. sexual relationship is obviously very important because right. it really does trigger that oxytocin as well. So don't ignore any of this in your relationship. It's very important to remain intimate and also engage in a lot of touching. It activates the brain's reward system and it brings you desire. Hmm. I think something that's important for men 
is uh, number five here. My partner respects me. Yeah, I think that's important for women, too. But I know mm-hmm. there was a book called Love and Respect where that mm-hmm. was really, really brought out. And that is from the Bible. Here's one. Romance is still a part of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I like this one, Chris. I'm really proud of my partner. And I, I really enjoy their achievements and their accomplishments. You know, Dr. Linda, these are good questions to ask concerning your relationship. And maybe ones you really have to think about and then be honest. Would it be helpful to answer these yourself and then compare them with your partner? You would want to know if you're on the same page, right? So mm-hmm. answering those questions, how am I doing in the showing affection and fondness category? And you could answer these questions and then compare them. That would be good. Now, the problem is you don't want to use this as a club over your partner's head. Because mm, right. then you're going, well, you really fall short in this area. If you used it as, you know, I don't do enough of this, or I do need to show affection more often, and you can really talk about this, it could be really a powerful exercise for both of you. So use it as an assessment, not to make your partner defensive or to start criticizing your partner. So how you talk about it would be really important. Well, we need to get to a short break, Dr. Linda, but stay with us as we are just getting started on tips to be a better partner here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. From the moment we're born, we're in relationship. At first, we depend on others to take care of us, to meet all of our needs. Then as we grow older, we make friends, we meet school teachers, later a boss at work and a spouse at home. Every relationship is important. Every relationship requires cultivation and nurturing. And at some point or another, every relationship has its challenges and they revolve around conflict. Did you know that you can grow through conflict and become such a healthier you than you ever expected? Well, I want to help you look at conflict in new ways, to approach conflict in ways that work. My book, We Need to Talk, can help you become a better problem solver, learn to negotiate differences, and strengthen all relationships even when conflict seems destructive. Well, let's face it, conflict is an unavoidable part of our everyday life. But conflict doesn't have to overwhelm you or destroy your relationships. We Need to Talk, an important book by Dr. Linda Mental, is written to help you successfully navigate conflict. Find We Need to Talk wherever you buy books online. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today's topic is tips to be a better partner. And we've got a lot more to talk about, but before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. That's where you'll find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. And Dr. Linda has a new book called Living Beyond Pain that helps anyone living with pain get their life back. It's available online and where books are sold. And did you know that supporting people that are in pain is a way to help them with their pain Hmm. and romance and love helps pain really so you can be a better partner by romancing your partner and you could actually affect their pain levels oh wow yeah that was pretty important that was there's a chapter in the book on ways that couples can work with each other and family members and there's a lot you can do in a relationship that really helps pain Right, write that down. That's a bonus tip there. <laughs> it is a bonus write, write tip. Write this one down. It wasn't on our list. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, let's keep going uh, on this list on ways to be a better partner. Uh, what is another tip? Changing things up. Now, you and I have talked about this in other shows, mm-hmm. but novelty in a relationship is really important. It really kicks in a little bit of that romance. Think about when you first started dating somebody. Right. It was all new. Mm-hmm. You get all those chemicals in the brain going. There's the reward system gets stimulated. And you get that loving feeling going. Well, you have to do that every once in a while to kick in those brain chemicals. And the way you do that is by doing new things. Hmm. This idea of novelty 
might be a little vague. What are some examples? So Norm and I took a cooking class in Italy. We've never done that together. Mm. In the United States, we never have taken it. Have we taken a cooking class before? Nope. No. No, huh. but when we did it in Italy, it was even more fun. So that was very novel. Uh, you, so you could take any type of new class together, maybe mm -hmm. a dancing class, a sailing class, anything that would be hobby-related. Try something new, like if you never go to sporting events, try going to one. Hmm. Or hike a new trail. You and I live in an area where there's lots of trails and hiking places you can go. Right. Maybe think about having dinner on your floor in front of your fireplace. And if your kids are still young, you know, I remember when mine were very little, we used to build forts in the living room or we would roller skate in our basement. Remember that in our basement in Chicago? We also played a lot of soccer in the basement. We did because yeah. we had a cement floor in that basement mm -hmm. and we purposely didn't put anything else in there. Oh, wow. But we had so much fun because it was out of the routine. It was novel. It was new. And all of that novelty really helps relationships. I think you should be honest and just go ahead and admit that you and Dr. Norm still build forts in the living room with the couch cushions. In front of the fireplace. In front of the yes, fireplace. Uh, oh, no. Okay. So I think it's having that effect that could be part of the way you could be a better spouse. Right. And it would take a little work if you have three kids in the house. But I suppose doing something as a family would have the same effect. So every year, Chris, when I was a kid, we went on these family adventure vacations. Mm -hmm. And they were new and novel. And my dad would a lot of times not even tell us where we were going. We'd just get in the car and we'd drive. All five of us in this big Buick that we had. Oh, wow. And it was so much fun, even though we would get lost a lot. <laughs> and sometimes we'd end up in these really dive hotels because we, you know, we didn't have internet. We couldn't make, we didn't have cell phones, mm -hmm. couldn't make reservations ahead. And we'd be lost in some small town and we'd end up someplace. But it was really fun. It was an adventure. And mm -hmm. I, I really think that's why I like to travel. Well, does this idea of novelty actually do something to the brain? It stimulates a chemical called dopamine. Mm -hmm. Dopamine is always associated with the desire to pursue your loved one. So if you keep the dopamine flowing by getting out of your routine, you're going to stimulate desire in a person. And that's really important to keep a relationship fresh. Well, this next one I wouldn't have thought of as being critical to being a better spouse, but it makes sense. It's expressing gratitude. Yeah, it has so many benefits. And mm -hmm. we might say thank you or express gratitude to somebody else, you know, in your life. Like you right. might tell your coworker, thanks for doing that. Or you might say mm -hmm. something to somebody at the church or somewhere. But when you do it in a relationship, it really makes your partner feel good about you. It's proven to really up the positivity in a relationship. And that is so important because if you don't have more positives than negatives in a relationship, your relationship's going to be in trouble. The other day, the kitchen was just lots of dirty dishes, and Sharon was getting the kids ready for bed. So I came down, and by the time she came downstairs, the kitchen was practically spotless. And she said, what are you doing? I said, your job. But <laughs> here's the thing. In our own little language that was... Thank you so much for doing that. And then I said, you're welcome. Well, I would have never gotten that out of that. <laughs> but right. Norm and I both do dishes. We don't have a job. Right, so yeah. I would have probably had a different reaction to that. <laughs> I'm to glad that Chris and Sharon have a secret language. Right, That's yes. right. They have secret language where they know what they're talking exactly. about. But you know what? It just makes such a difference when you actually say it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the point of all of this is just don't take the person for granted and really begin to tell them the things that they do that you really appreciate. And there's another benefit to that in that it enhances your mood. 
Mm-hmm. So isn't that interesting? Right. When you're saying that you're grateful to somebody for something, it not only boosts their feelings of well-being, but it makes you feel better, too. Mm, that's true. Well, for this next tip, what about the idea of turning toward your partner? This was in the notes for the program, and I thought, what does that even mean? Yeah, so this isn't, again, one that I think we typically think about. How can I be a better spouse? Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to mm-hmm. turn to my partner. Right. What does that mean? Well, if you think about it, all relationships face a lot of challenges. And when your relationship has a challenge, the best thing that you can do is to turn towards your partner and not away from your partner. Do you mean figuratively, conversationally, how, uh, the, a relationship dynamic? Yeah. You know, instead of refusing to talk mm. when you have a problem, instead of going to your friends or your coworkers and saying what the problem is, mm. you need to not turn to those people, but turn to your partner. Refusing to talk to your partner, talking to your coworkers or other friends or family members, but not to your partner, mm. are all examples of turning away. And then when difficulty comes, the other thing you don't want to do is medicate through alcohol or food, or some other type of potential addiction. Because that really is a form of turning away from your partner. When you're altered, you're not speaking Mm, to them. Or when you're going to a food or some kind of substance because you don't want to talk to them, you're turning away from them. So if you don't want to be at risk emotionally, whenever there's a problem, you turn towards that person and you force yourself to talk to them. This idea of turning away Is that something that we would have learned uh, from our original family, from our parents? I think a lot of times it is that you might see your parents who fight and then one leaves the house Mm -hmm. and they don't talk or they might reach for a beer and then sit in front of the TV and it's really uncomfortable. But you've watched that as a way that your, your parents have solved problems. And that obviously is not good conflict resolution and conflict management. So again, this one is really a critical step in in all relationships because when you turn away from your partner and you start to turn to other people, this is when you're in danger of starting to develop an emotional relationship with somebody else. You're talking to them, not the person involved. I think this relates to managing conflict, and we've talked about that on other programs. I know this is uh, it's important to being a better spouse. And that's why I wrote We Need to Talk, because a lot of us have problems managing conflict well. It's a relationship builder. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to manage conflict um, in order to have a good relationship. So practicing staying calm, listening, talking through a problem, whether you solve it or whether you agree to just disagree, you have to manage conflict to go to the distance in a relationship. Speaking of which, what about turning off your phone? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm so annoyed by that. I really don't like it when somebody is talking to me and they're looking at their phone. Mm -hmm. That, Like you are doing right now just to annoy me. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like we've been conditioned to this. Anytime it beeps or whatever your little sound thing is to tell you you've got a text or something, Mm -hmm. in the middle of conversations, we all do this. We look away and we start looking at our phone. But it feels really disrespectful to me. So I say, you want to be a better spouse? at least if you want to be my better spouse. (laughs) You know, you put down the phone, you don't look at it, you continue the conversation. Now, I said that, but Norm is, he doesn't do that. He does. He's not one of those people that starts looking at his phone. He's a respectable individual. That's right. Right. What about this one, uh, getting enough sleep? I know. Again, we've talked about that because if you don't get enough sleep, Mm -hmm. you will be irritable and you will be more annoying. 
So more, just get to sleep. You'll be more annoying. You'll be more right? annoyed if you don't get to it. So if you want to be a better spouse, maybe the best thing you can do is get a good night's rest. Well, these are very practical and helpful tips and really not too hard to do if you are intentional about it. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, how can you be a better spouse spiritually? More on the Dr. Linda Mitchell Show. Everyone worries, don't they? Well, just listen to the nightly news or read the economic forecast or even talk to your family. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel. Opportunities to worry present themselves many times during our day. So why would God tell us not to worry when it almost seems like it's impossible? First, he knows the physical damage worry does to our bodies. Second, he wants to calm us down by taking the burden of control away from us. Hey, we don't have control. No matter how much we think we do, he does. And third, he wants us to trust him. The root of worry is doubting God. Doubt is not trusting that God is who he says he is, or he will do what he says he will do. So every day, take your worries to God. Rehearse his goodness, accept his grace, and walk in the confidence that he is in control and he's working all things for your good. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. That's where you can find her blogs and her books, and you can connect on social media. And don't forget about the podcast of this program on iTunes. I'm having more people tell me that they're listening to the podcast. Really? Yeah, because they can do it whenever they want. Right. Jogging. Right. Walking. In the car. In the car. Yeah. Not in the shower, though. Well, there are, you can actually listen. There are some shower things that you can do to keep the water off, and you can listen. People actually do that. There are waterproof devices. Yes, there are. There, there, are. there are. So you could listen in the shower. I think it'd be hard to hear it with the right, water exactly. going, but yeah. I've never tried it. Is it more good tips from the Dr. Linda Mitchell show? <laughs> listen to us anywhere. That's right. Well, in today's program, we're talking about being a better spouse. But let's talk about how to do this from a spiritual perspective, Dr. Linda. How can we be a better spouse or partner spiritually? This will come as no surprise, but there was a study that found that couples who shared the same faith. Really? And yeah. Wow. And regularly attended church services together, that there's a whole lot more marital satisfaction going on. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that surprises either of us because you have a common ground, you have a common thread there. And when couples shared religious practices at home, hmm. so not just in church, but at home, their level of marital satisfaction was even higher. So having a shared faith. And living it out is an area that can really make a difference. I'm thinking of the verse in Hebrews 10 that says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And you could apply this to couples to encourage each other in the faith. And it can be done in many ways. You know, for Norm and I, we we do this through conversations. Mm -hmm. And we talk about how faith informs the things that happen to us during our day. So we regularly discuss spiritual matters because that's just who we are. It's a part of who we are. We spend time every night in conversation, comparing our day, talking about it from a spiritual perspective. I would say, Norm, don't we bring that in almost all the time? We're talking about difficult people and how we have to behave towards them. And that's we try not, to you en- don't talk about me there. <laughs> well, some difficult people rise to the top of the list. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but we do that on a regular basis. And we have a common language and we mm-hmm. have a guide for our life because we both believe in the Bible and in Jesus Christ. Well, since you're both here with microphones, oh. <laughs> do you challenge each other if you respond in ungodly ways? What do you think, Norm? Well, 
Linda will instantly say yes, but I will often say, it's one of my favorite phrases throughout our marriages, you are not the Holy Spirit for that person. Right. Wow. And so that's, just, that's a challenge to say, mm-hmm. we need to kind of butt out and let God do his job and we'll do ours. Right. But I would say yes to we challenge each other because by him telling me that, he's challenging me mm-hmm. and then I challenge him. So you have to have permission and trust in a relationship to do that. And the good news is that you will become not only a better partner, but you'll actually grow in the Lord if you do that. What about serving each other to, be, to become better? Do you think of service as a way to be a better partner? Did you, you know, think of it that way? We should, but it, it slips my mind a lot. Yeah. If we take that verse seriously that says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, I mean, maybe doing that with our partner and going out and serving other people or serving in the church. So mm-hmm. again, Norm and I did a Sunday school class together. And I thought that that brought us together more as a couple. Did you Did you have that well, same Well, one experience? of the great things about doing that is you prepare together. Right. Yeah. And so as you prepare together, you're discussing things and you're anticipating what you'll talk about and what the questions might be. So, yeah, that's a good one. What it, happens if you fight about your Sunday school lesson? Well, you know. <laughs> it starts but we, an argument. We didn't fight, but we did have some debates about what does that scripture actually mean? Yeah. How do you apply that scripture? And sometimes we just didn't have answers for some really tough questions that mm. were going on. So it, in some ways it made us closer as a couple, but it also was growing our intimacy with the Lord. And it was a really nice compliment because he will focus on certain things and I'll focus on other things. And maybe that's a gender difference or the way that we're both trained, but you do see another side of your spouse too, as they're teaching. Well, to this point, Francis Chan writes, picture marriage as a vehicle for mission an opportunity for Christians to carry out our mission to make disciples, like you said, of all the nations. I I really like that. Mm -hmm. Serving together brings another level of meaning into a relationship. And what about praying together? We know that saying, couples who pray together stay together. Some research from Baylor University shows that couples who pray together are up to 30% happier than those who don't. Wow. So praying makes you happy. I don't Mm -hmm. think that was the purpose of prayer, but it is a side effect. So the more spiritually in tune you and your partner are, the stronger the emotional connection between you will likely be. And as old-fashioned as it sounds, Chris, a husband who leads the family spiritually is a better spouse. Oh, come on, Dr. Linda. It's 2020. I know, but I really, I count on Norm, Mm -hmm. and he does not let me down in this area. And this is part of how I respect him because of his spiritual leadership in our family. So men, if you want to be a better partner, lead in a healthy way spiritually. Submit yourself to God and let him lead you first. And probably one of the most important tips to a better you is to live your life authentically. There's nothing more off-putting than someone who talks the talk of spirituality but doesn't live it. Mm -hmm. Your life should bear fruit. Scripture says a mark of a true Christian is to be known by their love and by the fruit that we bear. So here's the bottom line for it, Chris. You don't have to be perfect. In relationships, our patience is going to get tested. Mistakes are going to be made. Anger is going to surface. But things should get better over the course of your spiritual journey together. The outer life needs to reflect the inner life. Are you known by your love? All of the tips that we've talked about today should contribute to you being a better partner. But the best tip of all is to pursue God with all your heart and all your mind. It will change you, and in the process, make you a better partner. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. 
In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.